It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. The Custard TV Cup is what you're listening to now. It is Luke, editor and runner and frontline and centre of the Custard TV website that you go on frequently. Uh, joining me is my, um, quickly, some football terms. Centre-half. My centre-half, it's Gary. Woohoo! Surely Gary should be in goal. Oh, do you know, I played in goal for my school team. <laughs> Is that because you filled up most of the area? Watch it, Northern boy. What was what was the name of your school team? Um, we were named after the school, I think. You were like Gary and the Panthers. Or anything <laughs> no. like that. Well, you know, even even though I did a brief time as captain, they didn't let me name the team. Can I can I just add an extra thing? And I know I know you've got to introduce the Northern one. I found some old postcards that I received as Ooh. a child, and um, me and a couple of friends when we were at primary school, and I make that very clear, primary. Uh, we were in a gang called the Eels, and we used to send each other postcards in code. What was the gang called? The Eels. Uh, well, that before, before uh, you released Susan's house. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All uh, well, over games for the soul. Indeed. <laughs> As a change to our normal podcast, can we have one of the coded um, Eels? Yeah, I'll, I'll see if I can. I don't think I've got the postcard here. It's at my parents, but I'll try and get them for oh, next week and I'll read them out. Yeah. Like the Bletchley but, Circle. But, but, but what I, want you to do, what I want you to do is just read it in code. Okay, and don't give the code out. And don't explain the oh, code. That's a cliffhanger for you, podcast yeah, fan. If there's any code breakers listening, we don't want, you know... All you code breakers out there. <laughs> um, um... From the home of TV news, interviews and reviews, this is the Custard TV Podcast. Mexico have just scored. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were having some sort of seizure. I've got Mexico in the sweepstake at work. I'm happy. Well, um, I've got I've got Colombia. I have. Oh dear. Uh, let's do a podcast. What we do is we do news, previews, and reviews, not necessarily in that order, uh, and we let you know what's coming. Uh, Gary, catch yeah. us up on TV news, if you wouldn't mind. Please. Oh yes, uh, certainly. A uh, couple of new shows. Um, a Channel Four singing show called The Singer Takes It All. I see what they've done there. That's very. Uh, good. Uh, who's, who's a host in that one? Is that a Mr. Norton or a Alan uh, Carr? Alan Carr, oh, of course. Channel Four's Graham Norton. Alan right. Carr. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alan Carr will be hosting that. I mean, have we got any idea when that's coming up? It's coming up over the summer, and the, it's only four parts, and the basic premise is that there will be a live app where people watching can decide there and then whether the acts stay on the stage or not. I don't know if I'm bothered, but it's uh, Channel 4 jumping on the talent show bandwagon, which I didn't think they'd do. Which so had sort of, you know, moved away already, really. 
Uh, BBC One will be showing a programme called The Big Picture. Now, this is an artist show. Now, is this well, like the, the magician's off. thing? No, it's or... like, is it, it, no, this it looks is like the Great British Paint-Off. The Great British Paint-Off. Paint oh, so the, the Great Big British Picture. Uh, and the oddest combination ever of sort of... Let, hang on. Let's see if Gary can guess. Right? Does he know? No, no, no I don't. No. no. Okay. I will give you four guesses. I'll tell you, Richard Bacon is yep. the male host, and there's an older lady... As the an actress, uh, as the female, an actress who is in one of our favourite shows. Okay. Uh, four guesses starting now. Amelda Staunton. Clo- no. Bizarrely close, but you carry on. Brenda Blethyn. No. no, we don't like Vera. Think of our favourite stuff that we talk about. Martina, Mart, Mart, not the serial killer's spot. wife, the other Gary- one. Gary to come up with names. What? <laughs> <laughs> this was a well thought out game, wasn't it? Una Stubbs from Sherlock. If you'd said to me her name is something smokers do, I would have got it. <laughs> they stub out uh, the bag. <laughs> I, I think rather than being the presenters. Uh, Richard Baker and Una Stubbs are making up part of the panel because apparently he collects art and she's an amateur painter and then they've got two proper painters as well. Oh, he is pretentious, isn't he? Don't Bacon and Stubbs sound like a solicitor's Yeah. Though? <laughs> or a really bad butchers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't know what you're going to get. Could be Bacon, could be we got Stubbs. Bacon, but oh, we got Stubbs, but nothing <laughs> in between. <laughs> Uh, and lastly, a new Sharon Horgan sitting on called Catastrophe. Is Catastrophe about cats? No, it's Fine. it's a on. sort of uh, romantic comedy. Just going by sort of the press release, and it's got an American guy in it, and they're writing and and starring in it together. One of Luke's favourites, Vera, with uh, starring the aforementioned Brenda Blethyn, will be coming back for its fifth or sixth series. Fifth. fifth. There you are. Uh, And controversial, I know you talked about this a little bit on the last podcast, the controversial Bear Grylls thing called The Island. Two cancellations. First of all, BBC drama The Crimson Field. And again, something to make Luke happy. Law and Order UK has been... Yay! Now, rested doesn't mean cancel people. So it like, does in my mind. It means what, what what me and Luke were saying earlier. It means let's see how Bradley Walsh's sitcom does, and if it doesn't do very well, he'll probably do another so Luke series. Will be, Luke will be watching and promoting that sitcom to make sure that Law and Order doesn't. Yes. Big X Factor news. It's been yeah. announced that Mel B will replace um, uh, whatever her name is, Lewis Hamilton. Shirt swinger. Shirt swinger. Yeah. Now, Mel B has been a guest judge before. Uh, may, may I ask you individually, how do you think this affects your your interest in watching in any way? The Spice Girls were sort of over in 1998, as Matt and I were mm. discussing. We were discussing the Spice Girls um, lineage. Mel B has moved on to doing other talent shows. She does bingo adverts. I just don't think it's of its time. I think no. if you're trying to find a contemporary pop star, you need contemporary I mean, they were talking about Ellie Goulding or Rita Ora or someone like that, weren't they? Yeah. yeah but at least, yes, it is at quite least they'd be contemporary. It's a jumping age, isn't it? I, I think that Mel B is someone who's on Simon Cowell's roller decks of, you know, judges. He She's just done uh, the Australian X Factor and she's done America's Got Talent. So, you know, she's she's experienced at giving these sort of rehearsed... 
cliched right. responses to things. I mean, I think the last couple of years when we've talked about the X Factor, we've just said how sort of dull it is and stuff like that. And maybe she can inject a little bit of life into it. You know, you've lost Nicole, who was sort of the character of the last couple of series. But I'm not yeah. sure, because every time that we're sort of shocked by by enjoying the X Factor, it's because they put on a character who we didn't know mm, about. Mm. We've seen Mel B in the yeah, before. Um, and also, uh, they're, they're, they're uh, keeping the closed room auditions this time around. Right. They're not, um, you know, reverting back. They're doing the same format they did last year. And also, uh, Caroline Flack has left the Extra Factor and has been replaced by someone whose name escapes me, some Radio Sarah 1 Extra. Sarah Jane, somebody from yeah, Radio 1. Radio 1 Extra, I think. Right. We used to be cool, Matt. Yeah, I, I know. Fox I know who Sk- Skunk and Nansley are. I know Gorky Zygotic Monkey. And I know Reef. And I've heard, of the, I've heard of the Beatles. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and there is you a song coming them. up, fans. Don't worry. Uh, there is. Yeah. Well, it might be more of a it might be more of a spoken word one. A, but, a uh, rap. Oh, well, oh. maybe not. Maybe different. Uh, talking of other people leaving, James <laughs> Jordan and Artem Chimvinzeg. Thank you. Well done. <laughs> Uh, have, oh, get in, get in with you with the name pronunciation. Write it down, but I know how to say it. Yes, you can't now spell it. Also, uh, have left Strictly uh, Come Dancing. Now, as the, the rumours of the X Factor start date get thrown around, doesn't isn't the kind of like the program where they choose the dancers and the partners coming up then? Oh, that's early September, isn't it? I think. That. Yeah. The right. only name Probably. I've heard so far, sort of rumoured, is Alan Hansen. What MP are they going to put on there this year? Isn't Vin- well, Vince Cable's still got a job, so it can't be him. Nigel Farage. Yeah. Grief, oh, can you, you imagine? Yes. And one of the goggles. He boxes. would refuse to. He'd refuse to dance anything foreign, wouldn't he? He'd he'd be let down if he, he, he like I can't dance with a foreign dancer. Well, sorry, pal. And after 30 years in using a dictionary, a handheld paper dictionary, Countdown will be moving to an online dictionary uh, very soon. Um, uh, Matt, as our Countdown expert, uh, what uh, what do you think about this? That would be a bit off-putting, though, I would think, if someone's there tapping away on a keyboard for 30 seconds while you're trying to... Well, they got, they got rid of Vorderman, didn't they, because she was too old? Maybe they're thinking they can bring in, you know, I don't know, some young pencil pusher to do the computer work. No, they won't get rid of Susie Dent. She's she's part of the furniture. No. She's part That's of the... Um, she uh, wanted more way, money, we... though. As regular listeners to the podcast will be aware that we have yet to have Matthew Donnelly's northern phrase of the podcast. Oh, I haven't done one today. Um, I heard they... that this was coming up. I was I was impressed. That I, so I told you I couldn't do one. Every yeah, I know. But Moving uh... on to the review section, where I will hand over to <laughs> Matt. Right. How about duck as a as a? Oh, uh, a, a up duck means <laughs> hello, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> There's your northern phrase. Like bit, I will say I feel that's a bit half-assed at this stage, but I, I appreciate you trying at least. <laughs> Basically, uh, we're wrapping up a lot of the uh, shows oh, that that's we've, later. Yeah. we've been watching. <laughs> Boilers uh, for, for the last few weeks. Uh, first, a show that is definitely uh, on our shows of the year at the end of the year. Um, Happy Valley. Did you think, Luke, of of how they ended it? And, and... I thought it was brilliant. Mm. Absolutely. So I said it on Twitter, and Broadchurch and Line of Duty. You know, we've hopped on about them forevermore. Both endings, I found a little bit, uh, un, you know, I mm. and Silk as well. With and Silk, this ending did it perfectly. It tied up all the ends that 
was somewhat loose, and uh, I just thought it was brilliantly done. Mm. And, and I hope other dramas, whether they come back for a second series or not, learn that that's how you end the show, leaving the audience in no doubt of where you're going. Mm. But I don't think it needs a second series because I think it was utter perfection in those. Mm, I I agree. So that six hours was enough time to tell that story brilliantly and eloquently with loads of twists and turns and we knew the characters so well don't bring it back let's just remember it as a brilliant Mm. piece of drama that we enjoyed in 2014 what I will say is I think there's more scope for them to do if if they're going oh we're going to do a second series it's not like like Broadchurch which definitely you know had a definitive final and then it's like we're bringing this back because Happy Happy Valley, I mean, I, I agree with you that it shouldn't have a second series, but there, I can see that there is scope for a second series because, uh, you know, some of it was about the area. It wasn't sort of just about Sarah Lancashire and, and her pump for Tommy Lee Royce and all that. And I think Sally Wainwright is, an, is a writer who could you know, craft another series around that area. I mean, I personally don't think she should, but I think she can. And I think it's one of those programmes that the BBC, it's been so successful, they'll want to bring it back, even though it probably shouldn't. From there to here is our next one. Honestly, it was a mess. It showed so much promise at the start and delivered so little by the end. In fact, Matt and I have said in private conversations we've no idea what the no, what the, the end just, it was so ambiguous and not in a good way. It was just like, you can make up your mind up for yourself which of these two women he ends up with, we're not going to tell you. And it also had my real pet peeve of mine, the narrative, oh, this is what happened to the rest of the characters. Oh, oh at the end, at the end of the episode. It's a very lazy... It's a lazy, and it's a sort of, it's a rare misfire from Peter Bowker, who we've raved about on the programme previously. Monroe, with, Occupation, occupation Eric and Ernie. Yeah, um, but, uh, I just think this was a real misfire. Uh, some strong performances, particularly Liz White mm, was a highlight. Saskia Reeve, Stephen McIntosh. I mean, you can't fault most of the performances apart from Philip Glenister's. Um, but I, I just think too many characters, not enough episodes to tell the story properly. Um, just confusing as to the confusing, purpose of yeah, it. yeah. Um, really and but I did like the music. Yeah. Uh, in the flesh came Every to an end cloud. on Sunday. Now, Gary, have you, you have been watching this. Have you got to the end? I, of I it? have. I haven't seen the last episode, so avoid any spoilers. But I, okay. I am. I have and thought Luke's this behind, been... aren't you, on it? Just I'm in behind life. On this. What I, 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 I have we, thought this we... has been... <laughs> I, I actually think this has been better than Series 1. I mean, mm. I think you could take Series 1 as like, you know, like a three-hour pilot almost. Yeah. Sort of set up the the concept of it. Gave you a little story about, you know, why Kieran had, you know, why he had died, you know, about him obviously being gay and stuff like that. And giving you an idea about Rawton and stuff like that. This yeah. series really delved... I, I love the political aspect of it. Um, I love kind of like, this is series one almost mm. kind of thing. I'll tell you what I liked and I didn't think I would is the relationship between uh, Amy and Philip, who, I mean, I they're just two sort of quite sweet characters who, who sort of found each other in this series, and I thought that was nice. And I liked the episode, episode five, where they sort of went in a lot more detail to the sort of mythology of the the whole PDS thing with uh, Simon's yeah. story. 
and you yes, thought that, like, that was a good episode. A lot it? of the that stuff in the lab and stuff, and and you learnt that you know the the scientists thought that um, they'd been released too soon. You know, all these the pills and the makeup and stuff was all a stopgap. You know, it wasn't a, a full on cure for the PDS. Yeah, um, the other thing, the only thing that, and I don't know obviously whether it gets sorted out in the second episode, the political stuff promised a lot, but I didn't really feel that it ever was going to go anywhere. I mean, I suppose this is a link back to Buffy, the old sort of big bads, didn't they? They always used to yeah. have a series, and I think Maxine Martin really was the big bad yeah. of this series, because her story sort of gets wrapped up in the last episode. Um, right, okay. But, there's, I mean, they haven't announced a series three, but I'd be really surprised if it didn't get a series three because the way, the last scene of, of you know, I know, this... I'm, I've now remembered what it was that I don't think you two discussed. Did you talk about the fact about Russell? Oh gosh, about T. Davis, Brand, Howard, Russell Howard. Howard's good news. Yes, yeah, but no. it ties in with this. Russell Howard has been told that his show, Good News, is going to move to BBC Two. And he's been given an extension on his contract with the BBC, I think, in about three years or something. Mm-hmm. So um, are we going to see them go after Be In The Flesh and move it to another channel? I mean, I think it might fit BBC Four more I, than two. I think that... I, my theory... I know Luke wrote a good article on this on the website, um, but my theory was that I think Russell Howard's good news could have moved to BBC Two regardless if BBC Three were moving online anyway. It's a programme, I think that fits perfectly in that sort of, you know, comedy lineup that he used to do on mm. Thursdays, you know, with, uh, same with bad education. I could see that making the move quite easily, but yeah. I mean, there's a lot of programs like, I mean, there's a factual program we'll come into in a minute and there's a lot of programs that I think they're going to struggle to find new homes for. And in the flesh is one of them. It doesn't seem to fit anywhere. Yeah. It doesn't seem to fit. As you said, it doesn't really fit on BBC two and BBC four. I think it's a bit, you know, youth orientated for a BBC Four audience. And I think the one thing we have to consider is if they do move all the good shows off BBC Three, they're re- off to another channel. They're mm. really going to struggle to sell that online package, mm. aren't they? I mean, nobody's going to want to move over to the online. No. In the flesh, uh, what I will say though, just to end off, is that I think a series three definitely on the cards, um, and it looks like they are really exploring like the science behind it a lot more, like we saw in that si- in that Simon episode. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Um, okay, uh, should we move on uh, very briefly? Uh, l- last Saturday, Saturday just gone, Britain's Got Talent final. Uh, Calabro won this one, uh, beating Lucy Kay and uh, Bars and Melody in the final three. So it is a victory for bullies everywhere. Um, uh, Luke, ooh, 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 ooh. I couldn't stand them. I'd, I'd happily bully them. Yeah, because I don't know, Gary. Did you watch any of Britain's Got Talent? Uh, the first two acts, and then the rest, no. No. So the, I mean, the woman, cause... the woman, the woman with the violin who was in front of a Stargate. Lettuce. Um, 
And then the impressionist who does a John. pretty good deck, but not a very good answer. No, John Clegg. Thank you. Thank so you, you yeah. missed the addict initiative then. They were on first. Yeah. Um, oh, and there was two kids rapping. Bars I... and Melody. The, they're the people Because Bars and Melody rap about bullies. Lucy Kay's uh, sub story was about bullying. And right. they both lost in the final. Um, bullies bully, win. Bullying lost. They're bullying won. No, bully win. Because oh, they bullying lost. won. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because they lost. Right. Um, and so bullying, yeah, I just does, think it does pay to bully then. I mean, it does. we we, uh, we really sort of talked about this in the last podcast, but it, I mean, the final just proved. Uh, I mean, every after every act in the final, they kept going. This is the closest contact contest we've ever had. This is, you know, you can't call it. That's because there's. It's basically everyone's as mediocre as everyone else. The only act that really blew me away was Darcy Oak, who, Darcy Oak. who almost killed himself to, uh, and he only came fifth. I wish bars and melody. Anyway, um... I suppose the biggest news out of this is that most of what I've read is that Simon Cowell's going to have a clean sweep of judges again. Um, I would and say, yeah, I don't know. I think they'll probably keep Amanda Holden around. She's probably got photos of him. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think, I just think, as a piece, as a TV program, it was so difficult to watch mm. because of all the ads. The ads made it virtually impossible. I just to think the ads, and and I think that. It's so obvious that most of these acts now are getting invited to come on. And I think the thing about all of these talent shows in the beginning was the fact that mm-hmm. these were people who were arriving at arenas, you know, and, and it, they, you know, they were just coming in. Maybe they get on now. So much of it is, is, you know, contrived. And this goes with the voice as well. You know, people are actually asked to come to audition with the yeah. intent of being on, you know, like Paddy and Nico definitely were. Yeah, and there's a I couple feel it, more. Take, it takes the um, edge off it. It takes the that. sort it's, of it's... that anybody could do, you know, they could find a like diamond in the rough if, if they just, you know, contact 10 people who's, who, you know, who've all sung on, you know, they've seen singing on YouTube. And is the solution, like is the solution maybe to take a year off, you know, a get, get the talent more interested? I I just think it it's just so contrived now, and I mean the the sort the the Paddy and Nico thing. I didn't have a pro- as as much of a problem with it. The fact that they you know they'd won the Spanish version of the show, um, but it's the way that they treated them like they'd never done this before. You know, this is their first time on a stage. Simon wasn't impressed, and then you learn you know they were invited over, and if you told me that, then I wouldn't have a problem with it. But you know the fact that they tried to make it look like. You know, this yeah. old woman had never done anything like this before. Um, so, yeah, Britain's Got Talent, rubbish. Moving on to something that uh, I really enjoyed. I know neither... Oh, I'm assuming Gary hasn't watched it. Um, the, Street Kid, the Street Kid World Cup. It was a BBC Three documentary. No. <coughs> no. This... <laughs> You Gary, should. You should. I recommend you get a telly at the earliest convenience. You should watch I've got this. One. It's got Gary. football on it right Gary, now. Gary, you, <laughs> you should watch this because I think you'd enjoy it. This was about. Um, Nine girls, all of whom are in care. Um, they were basically put together to be a uh, a team in the Street Kid World Cup, which is um, teams from all around the world who, obviously, as it title would suggest, street kids or people who don't live with their you know their natural parents. Um, and and this was really good. And and the girls orphans, were present. Sorry, orphans. Well, not orphans, but people you know people whose parents just can't look after them anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah, so like you know, like kids that. in care and foster kids and stuff like that. And oh, okay. I mean, <clears throat> over the course of the two episodes, I felt that like I really got to know all of these girls individually, and I think 
they they were incredibly mature for their age. You know, most of them were 15, 16, 17. Um, and they had such a sort of mature worldview. And I was like, I was never like that when I was that age. I mean, it was sort of, well, because they, I mean, they didn't train a lot before they went out. So the fo- I bet you weren't even that athletic at that age. No, either. I'm not that athletic now. Uh, their, um, the football wasn't the best thing, but it was obviously about them learning more about themselves while they're out in Brazil, getting to meet other kids who'd had similar experiences. And I just thought this was really good. And I hate to sort of sound like a broken record, but this is the kind of thing that BBC Three aren't going to be doing when they go online. This is the the sort of thing that shows young people in a in a really good in a light. Positive light. <clears throat> it's a shame. Yeah, yeah, and it is a shame, um, especially kids in care, as one of the girls said. You know, they get a bad rap, <coughs> and I think speaking, speaking yeah. of bad rap, the girl coming up. And I think that if you watch this program, I think you get a completely different view of you know girls and well kids generally from this sort of walk of life and i would highly recommend it if you don't want to watch the real world cup find this on iplayer and 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 check out um another documentary i know luke watched some of this um this was both episodes that have been on yeah yeah uh me too Uh, a very british airline which was the uh behind the scenes look at uh, British Airways, very much in the uh, vein of the self, not Selfridges, Claridge's uh, documentary and the uh, Iceland one. This, I mean, the main story, certainly throughout the first two episodes, I de- it didn't look like they were going to continue it into the third episode, was Which uh, I'm really happy about the training of more. the um, cabin crew. I mean, we, I, I really thought there was this girl, Jodie, who sort of wasn't, didn't have as much experience as some of the other people on the training scheme. And I really thought that this was her journey and you'd see her becoming cabin crew and stuff. But spoiler alert, she didn't. She got let go. <laughs> we saw her being sacked. Yeah, she got um, let go just before she got to be cabin crew, which was, I thought, really upsetting. And, and I think... I, I, I think this this is an interesting thing to talk about, Big uh, this documentary, because the Claridge's one and the Iceland one I found engrossing. Mm, me too. This one, I was sort of, because I recorded it, I was fast-forwarding mm, through bits, yeah. people irritated me. The next one, which focuses on the training of young pilots, looks like the sort of thing I was hoping it was going to be yeah. in the first place. Um, so I found it all a bit too uh, too much, really. I mean, I liked the cabin crew training. I thought that was interesting. But the other, I mean, I I didn't like the the you know the younger lad who went to New York, for example. Oh, I liked him because he was such a fish out of water. And it, it had all the stuff with the you know the Chinese the new Chinese route and stuff. And I, I mean, it does fit. Some of it feels to me like a promotion piece for British Airways. Yeah, and I, I mean, I don't think the Iceland thing particularly was a promotion piece for Iceland in the same if way. If it was, it didn't do Iceland no. that many favors. I mean, I think it was a. It, the other two presented their brands in a very sort of fair way, so it wasn't all positive and it wasn't all negative. And I think this. He's very, you know, it's it's almost like rose-tinted glasses. Look at mm. uh, this is very British much. Airways. Remember how great British mm. Airways was. Yeah, well, we still are, and here's the proof. Yeah, um, yeah, very so, much. Yeah. Uh, moving away, I, I think Gary. I'm assuming you've watched some of Celebrity MasterChef. Yes, I've watched the first episode. Hey! Yeah. Um, do you want to run us through this then? Go yeah. on, Gary. You have on, Hold on, right? Okay, so there's um uh five celebrities. This week, yeah. So yeah. I don't know if they're going to do four weeks and then move it on to semis or three weeks. I think I three weeks. Up. I think there's fifteen yeah. this series. 
to me, this feels a little bit too soon after the end of MasterChef mm. for me to be as fully engrossed. And they do do the celebrity one different. They they treat them much more. I don't know. They they seem to treat them with a lot more responsibility, much quicker. Mm. Um. Because in this first episode, they're straight into a kitchen, whereas yeah. I think in, in the normal MasterChef, they don't hit a kitchen for, well, yeah, certainly I mean, they, not in the they, first round. They chop and change it per series, I think. Um, but but I, I think as well, they also probably help them a lot more. So yeah, in this yeah. in this group, we have um, ex-supermodel Jodie Kidd, who, despite being that, does sound a bit like a man. She's got a man's right. voice. Oh, I see. I thought you meant her name. Oh, no, 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 no. She sounds like a man. Jodie is, is definitely a woman's name. I'm aware of that. Uh, we have... Uh, uh, I can't remember his real name, but he's Mark Fowler out of EastEnders. Todd Carty. Todd Carty. Todd Carty. <laughs> how can I not remember that? <laughs> I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing how many you can remember. I know. It's a good, okay. game, good game. This could be interesting. Don't look in the Radio Times, guys. I'm not looking. I'm, lo- I'm looking. I'm going straight <laughs> off memory. Right. There was another... Oh, there's um, Russ... Russell Harty, no, Russell Crow, no, Russell Grant. Grant. He who used to look at the stars and doesn't anymore. He didn't talk once about his astrology. Thank no, goodness. they didn't they didn't he was like was he presenter and journalist or something? They didn't yeah. mention astrology at all. Well he wrote those things, I suppose. Yeah. That makes him a journalist, yeah. kind yeah. of. Yeah. Right. Then there was uh, there was a very scatty woman who was in four weddings and a funeral. And he's a sister of a famous actress. Yes. Uh, Sophie Thompson. That'll do. Yep. Uh, (laughs) And then the fifth one. She was part part of the duo who used to tell people what not to wear. Oh, Susie out of Trini and Susanna. (laughs) Susie! Susanna. Susie out of Trini and Susanna. (laughs) (laughs) That was close. I really thought she was quite good, but I really hated them when they were on telly. So I found it quite hard to actually... <laughs> because I thought they were awful people. They didn't like you, did they, when you were on it? No, that's right. They were very... That and Gok Wan, they're on my hit list. Uh... Well, he, he gave up with you on how to look good naked, didn't he? That's right, yeah. He, he considered that the challenge that he couldn't beat. Um, who, have we got, who have we got coming up on the rest of the series? Uh, um, we've got... worth doing a podcast just for this, in my opinion. Uh, more people... Uh... Oh, what's his face? I'm doing you now. Reg Helpsworth. <laughs> yeah. Really my act. Uh, JB from JLS. Um, oh, Honey Is he one of the less East... talented ones? Yeah, Honey he from wasn't East... the one who did the backflip, was he? So He was the one with a pierced eyebrow, I think. He was on the Christmas Strictly Come Dancing, just gone. Right. Um, yeah, Honey, who's recently come back to EastEnders. Um, and that's it off the top of my head. Susie from Trini and Susanna is my <laughs> is my favourite podcast quote ever now. That's genius. Um, I'm glad to so, your evening. Uh, and finally, the last uh, is returned for, I believe, the 14th Civilian series now. Big Brother. Gary, did you watch any Big Brother? I did watch the opening <laughs> night, but I didn't watch Which the second one? night. Which one? The first opening night. The first night. one. Because they they called it the live launch and then the second live launch and you can only launch something once, surely. My my problem with this series was was that that the first night as well, it just seemed to me that everybody going in was really objectionable and horrible. They do do that, don't they? No, but there's always at least somebody that the audience can get behind. It's as if everybody had got on this idea of, 
oh, we're gonna be, we're gonna, we're gonna come out as the most horrible person. And they had that Pauline who everyone liked to begin with, the one who's the the rapper. He was on the Kylie hit. Yeah, Speaking I saw a da- I saw a dancing. That's about all I saw. Yeah, um, I I mean. The, the the characters they've assembled for this are all right. I mean, I like the power trip. It seems something new. The killer nomination yeah. where Some someone's the, up somebody's every Somebody's made the final already, which I don't someone's think they've ever done. The special friend, Helen. Yeah. Um, so I think that's that's definitely new where, you know, someone yeah, is... That's the, they've never done it before and Emma Willis seemed very excited. I don't know, did you watch the Saturday show with your mate Ian Lee? Did you I did watch that. that? Him, and, him and Louisa Zussman didn't seem to get on too well. But I, I, I think him and Rylan oddly work as a, as a pair quite well. I don't know quite why, but... Um, yeah. Uh, it, it, I like that show because it just it, it just completely takes the the mick out of everything. I like. I I didn't really think that the old Zuzman, whatever it is, he is Louisa, isn't it? Yeah. I Zuzman. don't. I didn't get the impression she actually watched the show. No, she doesn't that like is, people though. Well had you on. There. She's a bit of a sociopath. Slightly. Um, but I mean, it's just old hat now. And I was saying to Luke, it, it, I remember when Big Brother opening nights used to be a big deal, and now they they do it over two nights. So you have to, you know, to get who all the housemates are, you have to commit to like two consecutive nights, and um, uh. as well, I mean, they're just basically playing to like the million and a half people who they know are going to watch it regardless of what happens. Yeah, so, they're not looking for new audiences. They're no. just looking to keep the audience. Although that they, they had one, uh, you know, be, uh, on the celebrity one, didn't they? But that's because of that word of mouth. Okay, uh, reviews done. Right. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at LukeCustardTV. The centre half is at the Gary Show, and the one with the bulging package is at Nat's <laughs> TV Bites. I presume that's the TV the football thing, isn't it? Bulging package, is it? More, I don't more, know. More Linford Christie and running. Uh, like us on Facebook. We could do with those likes. Yeah. Facebook.com slash the custard TV. And we said it on the previous podcast, but we sort of mean it now. Things are going to slow down due to a, yeah. uh, a worldwide football tournament. Please bear with us. We'll be podcasting as we can and we'll be covering stuff as we can. Yeah, there's, there's not going to be at least two or three weeks, isn't it, now that there's not yeah, going to be. If you'd point. like to get my thoughts on the World Cup, just ring me. They think it's all over. It will be soon. Okay, this is going to be more in the style of like William Shatner. Um, a bit no, of spoken not, words. Not John Barnes. Not John Barnes. No. Isotonic. That's my that's my John Barnes impression. Right. Okay. Okay. Move. <clears throat> You've got to hold and give, but do it at the right time. You can be slow or fast, but you must get to the line. They'll always hit you and hurt you. Defend and attack. There's only one way to beat them. Get round the back. Catch me if you can, because I'm an England man. And what you're looking at is the master plan. We ain't no hooligans. This ain't a football song. Three lions on my chest. I know we can't go wrong. I found that quite moving, I'll be honest. It sounds like Jerusalem should be playing in the background. You've got to hold and give, but do it at the right time. You can be slow or fast, but you must get to the line. They'll always hit you and hurt you. Defend and attack. There's only one way to beat them. Get round the back.
please join us whenever the next podcast will be. It's a, it's a thing that will rival Anne Frank's diaries. It's Gary's eel postcards. The eels. The eels. Don't get it wrong. The eels. <laughs> Gary's eel postcard. Postcards for the eels. <laughs> that was one of their albums. <laughs> Download this podcast from thecastetv.com. Bye till after the football. Goodbye. England. Download this podcast from thecustardtv.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.